episode 52 and it's coming at you from Victoria and Queensland and who knows where else by the end of the show. My name is Mel, I'm joined by Scott. Good morning Mel. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Oh, we're in morning mode. The first time ever we've recorded in the morning. Well, recorded us in the morning. We've recorded interviews at Sparts Farrow before. We have, yep. So, adventures on the weekend. That's that's how I'm going to kick off this episode. I had an adventure to Wandai. Tell us all about it. Well, there was a new launch, which we will actually get to talk to the event director a little bit later in the show, so she'll give us more details. I don't want to ruin all the fun, but I will say that um, the usual suspects were there. The, the adventurers from across Queensland who tend to show their faces at these sorts of things. And remarkably, one of them, Gary Nisbet, managed to recruit four newbies on Friday night where he was staying at the hotel. And they all showed up. He managed to get them their barcodes and everything printed. <laughs> and they all showed up on Saturday morning. So kudos, Gary. Good recruiting job there. Good job, Gary. I had the pleasure of meeting Gary. And Schultze, was Schultze there? Schultz was there. They came to New Year's Day down at Westerfolds. So I got to experience the um, box of Maltesers. Nice, because yeah. you were volunteering. Well, he, he gives it to the event team, and so we, yeah. we shared it with all the runners. So it was Maltesers for breakfast on New Year's Day for us. Or protein balls, as we like to call them. But anyway, continue on. It was, it was a great little event in terms of tourism like coming into the town because all the accommodation in town was booked out which is just brilliant so people ended up having to also stay in Kingaroy and Mergen which is a little bit further out still still a reasonable distance to get in to Parkrun on Parkrun day but that's a nice thing to be able to tell you know the local government who are supporting the event afterwards that oh well all the accommodation was booked personally I walked the course with the tail runner Debbie, who pretty much knew everybody I didn't. So between the two of us, I think every participant got a cheer by name. Uh, that's one of the benefits of these beautiful small local communities. You know, Debbie was able to tell me who all the people were that I didn't know, and um, you know their husbands and their wives and how she knew them, and you know we we had a good natter for the 50-odd minutes. In fact, I haven't even looked at my time from the weekend and my watch died again before the end. I should look that up. But it was a great morning. Really, really good fun. You were tail runner, so you got to record a run. I was secretly hoping. Sometimes as a TD, when you go to launches, you have to volunteer and you don't actually get to run. Well, I wasn't the tail runner officially. I just walked with her. But yes. Yeah, no. It's um, actually Roz... I messaged Roz earlier in the week and said, oh, look, I'll be bringing along my spare barcode scanner in case um, you get lots of runners and you need to have another barcode scanner. And she said, oh, thanks, but I was really hoping you'd be able to run. And I said, oh, I'll be running. <laughs> you know, when I, I actually, in my message, I, I wrote back that one of your fasties will um, will be able to pick up the barcode scanner after they finish. But damn autocorrect changed it to one of your fatties. And I was mortified. I was like, no, I didn't mean to say fatties. I meant to say fasties. And uh, which my husband pointed out, fasties isn't actually a word, which is probably why autocorrect changed it. 
although autocorrect does all sorts of interesting things from time to time. But as it turns out, uh, we didn't need we didn't need the extra barcode scanner, which was fine. But yes, no, it is often the case that I, I volunteer at a launch. Uh, I was lucky to get a run in, as it were, on the course and check it all out for myself again. Obviously, I've, I've seen it all before, but it was nice to do it officially on Parkrun Day. Good eye. Another event in Queensland, Wandai. Nice rural event. So you said we're going to hear from Roz later on in the episode. So how about we go to some Parkrun news? Good plan. Let me find the news. Global attendance numbers were down this week, largely due to icy conditions causing multiple cancellations across the United Kingdom on Parkrun Day. 178,649 parkrunners still managed to get out there for a 5 or 2k fix this weekend, hosted by some 14,098 volunteers. Australia was boasting some colourful and diverse running events for adventurers keen to test themselves over other-than-parkrun distances in other-than-parkrun apparel for other-than-parkrunning reasons. Adventurers with a sweet tooth headed to Tasmania to participate in the Cadbury Marathon events, with distances ranging from 1k Caramello Mini Marathon to the regular marathon distance. Chocolates and purple Map of Tassie-shaped medals were on offer to all finishers. For those looking for a bit of trail scenery and offbeat fun, Victoria hosted the Two Bays Trail Run. Runners who qualified for this event were given the option of running one way across the Mornington Peninsula from Dramana to Cape Shank at a distance of 28 kilometres. And those wishing to skip sitting on a bus full of sweaty runners back to the start line could choose to do the 56 kilometre return trip on foot. Preferred start rules stipulate that entrants clad in board shorts, Hawaiian shirts or swimwear are entitled to assemble at the front of the starting area. The event also had a fallback date in case of a code red fire warning and the first finish token in the 56km event was taken out by King Parkrunner Tash Fraser. In South Australia, adventurers could run with most of their kit off in the Undies Run for Bowel Cancer in Adelaide. Frequently asked questions for this event importantly included how will I receive my undies and what undies sizing and style options are available for participants. In true Aussie fashion, team names such as We've Got the Runs and Lockie's Sphincter Sprinters were among the top five on the fundraising leaderboard. In Western Australia, adventurous parkrunners took on Sandman 2, a beach running leukaemia foundation fundraising event hosted by the Margaret River Trail Running Club with 6k, 12k and 25km distance options. One runner reportedly drove his car to the finish line of the event at 1am, ran the 25k in reverse to the start line, had a short break and then ran the course in the intended direction with everybody else in the actual event. Upon completion of Sandman 2, he drove back to Geograph Bay in time to make his weekly parkrun. Apparently, if anyone is aiming for a 22 minute parkrun, all you need to do is a 50km beach run warm-up. 50 kilometre beach warmer. If that was me, I'd be fading away. That's that's for sure. And that's guaranteed to get your time for 22 minutes at Parkrun? Oh, look, Is that what you're I, 
I'm not going to guarantee anything, but you have to try it yourself to see if it works. It's, it's got a 100% success rate at the moment. To, to go back to Two Bays, though, I am super impressed that they get preferred starting for people who are in board shorts and Hawaiian shirts or swimwear. Like, I think more events need to give preferred starting to costumed people. Do you? Would you agree? I would agree. It's a nice touch, isn't it? And it is. It does encourage people to get dressed up. There were lots of people running in board shorts. I contemplated it, but, um, you know, 28K is a long – because I did do two bays. 28K is a long way to run in shorts that you've never run in before. This no. is true. Perhaps they should make a range of board sh- oh, of running shorts that look like board shorts. Or maybe you could start in the boardies and whip them off just around the corner. Well, I also read that uh, for any of the, the top finishers, you know, the first three or whatever in each of the categories, that if they do it in board shorts or, or that sort of apparel for the full distance, uh, they get a $50 bonus as well as the rest of their prizes at the end. But they have to definitely do it at the start and finish and there will be, you know, course photographers out there making sure that they're also wearing it throughout the entire event. So you have to be committed if you want that extra $50. I did also see a story. Somebody ran the 56K event in a pair of Crocs. Oh, God. I think they did really well, like top 10. Seriously? Yeah. Maybe they just carried them most of the way. What What was the trail like? What was the actual yeah, well, you know, look, terrain? Was, look, it was pretty tame. I didn't wear trail shoes. I just wore my normal runners. It's a beautiful run. I've never done it before. And the reason I have did it this year is so that I could say I've done it because so many people have done it, said it's the best event in town. And... Um, I'd go a long way to agreeing with them. It's a really good event. It, you, you start going up all elevation, so the first three kilometres is all uphill, and then it's pretty much all downhill, which is a great way to run 28Ks. And it's a mixture of a bit of gravel, boardwalks, trail, nothing too gnarly. I didn't fall over. I had. I would, a, that was <laughs> going to be my next question. Any stacks to Pl- report? Plenty of people did. I had a stumble but I managed to stay on my feet. Which I <laughs> That's almost happy. as good as the stack if somebody else gets to see it because it's still funny. Yeah. I think the key this time was I was just treating this one as a training run, just out there to experience it, taking it pretty easy, and I think that's the secret to not falling over. Don't try and run really, really fast. Interesting concept. Hmm. That, that could be why I've never had a stack. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole not running too fast situation. Well, they are races. Well, they're supposed to be races, so I just assume that you run them as fast as you can. But this time I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't okay. fall over. And it was a beautiful day. Not too hot. Everyone's scared about it being really hot. Oh, it's January in Melbourne. It's going to be hot. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. So it was great. I picked the right year to do it. Excellent. Yeah. Nice to have a new adventure on the board. Yep. And lots of park runners out on the course, getting lots of support. On my bib, I called myself Adventurer Scott. And I got a few chuckles, but unfortunately, I don't think many people saw the connection. 
Oh, that's all right. We'll get there. I think we should do that on all our future events. Maybe if I stopped and talked to them and they heard my voice and go, oh. But alas, not this year. Maybe they were all just so out of breath that they couldn't catch up to you and um, tell you that they love the podcast. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So that was my adventure over the weekend. Should we hear... You went to Wandai. Should we hear from Ross? I'm keen to hear more about this new park run in Queensland. Let's do it. Last park run day, I had the privilege of attending the launch of Park Run Australia's event number 203. It happened in a little town called Wandai and its event director or co-event director's name is Roz Height and Roz is here to join us on the podcast. Welcome to the Park Run Adventurers, Roz. Thanks, Mel. Now, we had a fabulous morning on Saturday. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it? Sure. It was fantastic. Because Bondi is only a little country town and we had 129 people to come to our launch. So we were super stoked with that. And the parkrun people, we, we got probably about 50-50 of locals, um, quite a few people walking, quite a few very speedy runners. Um, and then the other 50% was, was sort of seasoned park runners who came from different areas. And they were all really, everybody was wonderful. Um, the seasoned park runners said they loved our course and they were so friendly and chatted to everybody. And the new people think that it's all marvellous. So, yeah, the only trouble is it was a tiny bit hot, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that it was like that across the country. So you can't claim oh, okay. that it's been... Wandai specific. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we were really happy with our launch. So I'm from Melbourne. I imagine everywhere inland Queensland is hot all the time. Is this true and is this going to be a problem for you guys moving forward? Um, I don't want to put anybody off, but if anybody wants to come to a Wandai Park run in June, July, it could be below zero. So it... We do have fairly extreme temperatures, but the good thing we do have is quite low humidity. So I actually find it sometimes much easier than the coast because because of that lower humidity. And we often get quite a dry breeze. So, you know, it makes it more pleasant for for walking or running. Um, And it was exceptionally hot on Saturday. And usually our weather is better than that. We usually have a couple of we had a week in December and then a week last week when it was, was very hot and I think we nudged 36, 37, 38 sort of temperatures. But that's not usual for us. That is a little bit extreme. So we're certainly hoping that it, it comes down. Um, and also we've, there is quite a few trees on the, the course already and there's quite a lot been planted. So as time goes on, there will be more shade, which will be good. I would definitely agree with the shade that um, and the humidity as well. The shade is excellent on your course, especially for that time of day. I wasn't really sure because uh, it is on a rail trail and you've got tall sort of eucalypt-type trees both sides. And if the sun's directly overhead, then obviously they're useless. But at that time of morning, you know, it's perfect because you've got them casting long shadows. So it, it it was quite comfortable. I was much more comfortable 
at Wandai last weekend than I was on New Year's Day. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And cool. I was in Brisbane on New Year's Day. So. Now, Ros, I I think I counted up twenty odd park runners who went oh um you know you're talking about the seasoned versus the brand new ones. Um, yeah. There were more than 20 there that had done at least 100 runs. So it's it's big kudos to you that they travelled so far because Wanda is not easy to get to for a lot of people that live in Brisbane or coastal areas. Um, can you give us a bit of an idea about where it's situated geographically? It's about um, three hours northwest of Brisbane. There's actually a couple of ways you can go. Some people like the Sunshine Coast would come through Gympie and then west and then slightly south. Brisbane people can either come up the Brisbane Valley through Esk and then through Blackbutt, Nanango, King Arroyo to Wandai. Or um, from Chermside, you can go like Caboolture Way and again come up um, that way through Kilcoy. So there's a couple of ways to come, but it's probably two and a bit hours from the coast and three hours from Brisbane. Ros, what led you to bringing, what was your inspiration to bring Park Run to uh, Wandai? Okay, well, it's a bit of a long story, but, um, and a, a couple of things sort of work together, but I guess for me it sort of starts with a bit of a, a, a personal story of mine. So I might start with that. Having been a fairly sort of healthy person most of my life, in August 2015, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as a result of that, had to have a mastectomy, an auxiliary clearance, six loads of chemo, 25 fractions of radiation, you know, the whole box and dice. Um, and then I also had an infection and had seven weeks on IV antibiotics. But by May of last year, 2016, I was, you know, finally completed my treatments and, and getting on with my life. As many people will know that there's a lot of evidence coming out that diet and exercise can reduce the chances of cancer and breast cancer coming back. So, you know, like most people in this situation, I don't want it to come back and I will do anything to stop it coming back. And I guess also from the mental point of view, I needed to sort of throw myself into something. So I thought I'd start running. So June the 1st last year, I started the C25K program, the Couch to 5 kilometres. I think it's meant to be an eight-week program to get to 5K. It actually took me quite a lot longer than that. But we got to about August, so I've been doing about eight weeks and was in Brisbane and visiting my friend, Mari Louise. And I was telling her how I've started running. And she said, oh, you should go to Park Run. Is there one near you? And I said, what the hell's Park Run? Anyway, um, after that, I then looked it up and thought, wow, I think Park Run would be good for me personally. But I'm also a local government councillor. So I'm always sort of keen to look for things that would be really good for our community. And I could see that this would be fabulous for our community. So I was pretty keen about a park run. Um, about this time, which is what, August last year, I then, because I could now run about two kilometres, I'd joined a couple of local running clubs, the Go Getter Girls and the King Roy Nutters. 
and sort of tentatively said to these, you know, because these are real runners, they actually have done running before, said, what do you think about a park run? And they said, we'd love one, but we can't find a decent course. Well, this is where the, the next thing came in, which sort of, you know, had the stars aligned to make things happen, is South Burnett Regional Council was given some money um, to convert an old railway line into a rail trail. So we had a bit of a meeting about 15 of us in Wandai on the rail trail and we all sort of agreed this would be a perfect location for a, a, a park run so we thought great this is, let's pursue this and Mel of course is, is um, our territory director so I think this is when I sort of started ringing her saying hey um, you know how do we start a park run and so we started looking for that and then the other thing we needed of course was the, the startup money and through um, the council, the state government was given some money, um, some drought support money, we called it, which was through the Department of Communities and it's to build community resilience in rural areas when they've been suffering from drought. And we thought that Park Run would be perfect because it builds social connection, of course, it's exercise and it's regular. So we spoke to the Department of Communities people and they agreed. So everything came together. We had a group of people who were keen. We had a course. We had the money. So bingo, we were ready to fire up. So, yeah, that and that was um, probably November. But quite funny, I hadn't still hadn't actually done a park run. But I think it was middle of November. I was in Brisbane or I made the point of going to Brisbane, leaving here about four o'clock in the morning to actually do a park run. So we'd actually set up this park run and I still hadn't actually done one. But anyway, it, it's come together. We've got a, a lovely group and I'm pretty confident that it's going to go from strength to strength. It's a great story. You brought park run to the town. Is the town excited to have park run there on the new rail trail? Oh, absolutely. Um, we got huge community support um, and a lot of people from Wandai, you know, came and joined in and I'm sure they'll continue to do so. Um, there's also things like once a month there's Wandai markets and, you know, Wandai has, you know, coffee shops and, and um, you know, small supermarkets. So I think it will be great for the community when people come. We've also got one of those free 48-hour um, caravan parks and motels so I am hoping that um, you know we get a fair bit of park run tourism and bring people to the area to do park run um, but probably most importantly I think it's just so good for people's um, well-being to be getting out and exercising once a week. One of the ladies on our committee um, is the local diabetic educator and she's really keen on park run and she's keen to get a lot of her um, I'm not sure if they're patients or clients. I'm not quite sure what the proper term is. But she's keen to get a lot of people coming. She actually didn't come to our um, our launch on Saturday. She had some rather feeble excuse. I think it was uh, getting married or something. And she thought that was a good excuse not to come to Park Run. But she has promised that next week she's got a honeymoon, but then she will definitely come. So, yeah, it will be good to have her on board. She'll regret it. Once she starts coming, she'll wish she had made the effort on her wedding day. <laughs> Before all the makeup melted off and all that sort of thing. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was actually quite special at the launch. Is my friend Marie Louise and her husband Bruce from Brisbane, the ones who told me about Parkrun last August, is that they actually came up to our launch. So that was a bit special too. Ros, you, uh, because you're in such a remote area and it is a big deal for you to get to other events, I'm very impressed that you have done quite a bit of Parkrun adventuring just since, you know, November last year, October, November. Can you tell us a couple of the events you've been to and any highlights that you've had at those? Um, I've been to seven. I was quite excited. Um, I was in Brisbane for New Year's day well new year's eve new year's day so of course i managed to do three in the weekend so i did new farm and then the chermside kedron doubler on new year's day um but i think they've all been a highlight i've been amazed because uh, uh, because i'm still you know learning a bit about parkrun is that each of the ones i've gone to i've sort of rocked up to the organizers at about sort of quarter to seven and sort of said um look we're thinking of starting one do you mind if i hover and look at what you know what you do and sort of get a few ideas and everybody's been so welcoming and they've said oh that's great you're fabulous that you're starting one and and you pick up a few little sort of hints on how people sort their tokens and how they set up different signs and and so it's been good to go to sort of seven different ones because you pick up a few ideas on what might suit us and and what might not suit us I mean obviously a lot of those oh I went to South Bank as well and that's fairly huge and fairly different because of course it's right in the middle of Brisbane and, and there's lots of other people whereas um you know we're a little bit more I don't know if remote sounds terribly um there's, there's a lot more remote places than, than us now um but we're definitely regional I suppose but but yeah a lot of them were different so I think they've all been highlights I've enjoyed them all and I've particularly enjoyed the um parkrun community but I, I do have to laugh that there's definitely quite a few parkrun tragics out there aren't there <laughs> you're speaking Absolutely. to a couple <laughs> yes <laughs> Roz, it sounds like you've got lots of fun ahead of you with your new event yep. thanks for coming on and sharing the experience of launching an event in wandai with us and i Pleasure. i'm i'm adding it to my list it sounds exciting for anybody else who's listening, we would love you to, have to come up to Wandai and enjoy our park run. Okay, as you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, we're massive fans of technology. And we discovered something a couple of weeks ago. There's an app called Run Group, and it looks interesting. So we thought we'd get the man behind that on the podcast. Welcome to the Park Run Adventurers, Vic. G'day, Scott. Hello, Mel. Thanks for having me. Vic, tell us all about this app that you're behind. Uh, well, the Run Group app, um, look, it's it's basically, you know, there's, it's, it's all about um, getting people together to discover and meet new running groups through finding, uh, uh, joining, creating, and making your own sort of running groups. So I, it sort of came about, long story, I, I had a, um, I sort of started my running journey a few years back with a, a good friend of mine. We, we had a bit of a running bromance and we eventually sort of built up uh, kilometres and got to the point where we ran a half marathon together. And then he, uh, he was told by his doctor, um, he'd had a persistent injury since his football playing days and he was told by his physio or doctor that um, after 
looking at some x-rays that he had to give up running or that basically have to fuse his ankle together. So that was the catalyst. It was, it was at that point where we built up a great friendship and everything and, and, I, and I wanted to keep running and, and, and running with another person, you get all that motivation, that accountability, uh, friendship, um, and just, you know, increasing your fitness through running with somebody else is so just changed my life. So I wanted to, to um, keep doing that um, after I lost my my running partner. So I thought, oh, there's, there's got to be an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for everything. And this was about uh, oh, five years ago. Um, and there wasn't an app for that. So um, um, I came up with a stupid idea that um, I'd make an app for that. And um, it sort of all went from there. I sort of... Um, came up with the idea in my head, I had a friend that was a designer, um, we mocked everything up in a, a form that we could then give to a developer to put it all together. But, you know, basically the app is about um, finding like-minded running groups or runners in your area that uh, fit your pace, your timetable, your distance, and you go from there. It's as simple as a just putting in your address and then running groups will pop up in that area. Um, and the other great thing about it as well that, that we wanted to sort of expand on is the idea of using it as a, as a traveling companion, like park run, I guess, you know, people use uh, when they're traveling, they will look up their nearest park run and they'll know that pretty much most <laughs> cities that they'll go to, uh, well, not most cities and in the, a lot of cities that they'll go to, they'll find a park run on Saturday somewhere. Well, with Run Group, it works in a similar way that you might rock up in New York and think, hey, I, I want to go for a 5K run. So you can just um, put in Central Park or something and as the app develops, you'll find there'll be a group um, running 5Ks in Central Park and it's as simple as hitting join and you can join that group the next day and go for a run with them. So running community, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's um, easy to use, no bells and whistles. It's not about competitions or posting your how far or how fast you ran on, on your social media. It's just about finding, joining and creating running groups. Vic, I'm a little bit surprised that your running buddy didn't want to go for the option of fusing his ankle. Um, I know a lot of runners who would have gone down that track rather than give it up altogether. But it's nice that it has inspired you to, to create something that is for the benefit of many more people than just yourself, which is exactly what Parkrun is as well. Yeah. I'm not very technologically minded, so I do have a phone and I have about two apps on it. Is your app available just from normal app stores or can people get it on their computers? How does it all work? Yeah, look, it's absolutely free. Just get on to uh, uh, Google Play or your Apple App Store and type run group, one word, R-U-N-G-R-O-U-P, <laughs> and it will pop up and you just hit, it's free. You just load it up and, and you're away. And the, the, the first, it will ask you for a few details like your the pace, uh, your preferred pace, your preferred distance, whether you regard yourself as a beginner, an intermediate or an elite runner. 
um, and that will sort of be your filter. But but basically, after that, it will take you to a page that um, um, will just ask you for an address, and if you enter in, um, you know, Adelaide, um, a heap of groups will pop up, um, and if you want to join any of them, you just touch that group and then another screen will pop up that says join group and you can join that group and then you're in a once you've joined the group you're in a, a little closed community um where you can send messages to each other so if there's a, a major storm happening somebody can just um the, the the leader of that run group can just say sorry runs off tomorrow or you can send a an encouraging word to somebody saying great run yesterday something like that um so it's yeah, it's all pretty easy. With it's not, um, uh, it's easy to get around in, and that's the whole idea. We don't, we don't, we don't want to compete with the established Stravas or Facebook or anything like that. This is all just purely about getting people together and and having that first contact. And and you guys would know yourself. You know the irony. Is for a lot of new people starting running, running they're, they're intimidated by running groups, um, but that's probably the best thing you can do when you when you're starting running because you it forces you to to um, to keep going. You, you make friends. You your friends ask you where you were last week, and you know Park Run is the best example of that. People just are, are looking forward to that. The, the whole idea of community brings people together um and you know and i want to i hope the app grows to a point where people use it to begin their running journey as well as sort of keep going with it um so that's kind of you know i guess a big goal of mine is to to um to have people you know have life-changing experiences like i have just through discovering running with people yeah and are you reliant on the community to create those group runs? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, when I first started the apps, I was um, contacting a established running groups um, and asked them to sort of uh, register on the app. So there's, there's quite a few on there. And then there's a lot of people that have just joined the group organically as well. There's groups that have joined that I've asked them. And then there's people, for example... Last week, a whole heap of groups popped up in um, in India, which was fantastic. You know that have just sort of discovered it and thought, "Oh, that works for um for us." And when the the first week the app, the first group that joined the app was uh, a group in South Africa, um, who are obviously uh, you know uh, running's a big part of their their culture and um, it's a huge recreational sport over there. Um, so they just sort of found it and thought, oh, that works for us. It's, you know, hopefully it's um, something that people will discover. It's a great communication tool within their group. So it's kind of, yeah, that, that's it's the calling card for people, uh, for, for established groups. But it's also the, the other great thing is that it's something for, for somebody that might be a slow runner or a fast runner or you can even create one-off groups. If you want to do a New Year's Eve midnight run, you could – um, create that group on there for somebody to just, you know, that might be looking for a New Year's Eve run, might um, find it on there in their city. And it's like, wow, you know, I want to join that and go for a run with these guys. Well, we need to get Parkrun on there. We, 
backrun fit the model of a run group? Absolutely, yeah. We've got um, – look, what I'd love Parkrun to do, and, and I think it would – think it could be great for Parkrun because the great thing is that it, is that it offers Parkrunners um, a way to extend their running friendship on the non-park running days, the, the Sunday to Friday. You know, obviously everybody meets on the, on the Saturday and there's so many people there. There's such a great community spirit People find people that they're running with that are of a similar pace um, every week. A great way for them to, you know, perhaps beat their PB is to be running with somebody that may be slightly ahead of them or even t- running with somebody that's that they've been running with in a park run for a while or whether it's a whole group of park runners that decide, okay, we're going to have a, a Wednesday group that gets together on the park run track to have a, a bit of speed work there, or, or just a, a recovery run, or whatever. There's, the, you know, the the uh, the options are endless for that kind of filling in your days between the park runs, and you don't have to necessarily join one of your established groups. It could just be a small group that you limit to maybe four people or two people or something. Yeah. Well, you got a park run PB on the Saturday because you attended your very yeah. first park run. You obviously That's enjoyed right. it. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. It was, you know, um, unlike most people's experience losing their virginity, I had an awesome experience. You know, it was, it was, um, um, I, I loved it. And, you know, and I, I've been running uh, for a long time um, now, um, but I've, and most of the people I run with have, have uh, done park runs, but unfortunately my wife, her, um, morning exercise day is that Saturday. So it's been uh, uh, it's been a bit of a, a hurdle that I've had to get around. And finally, um, we were away on holidays and um, I convinced her to uh, leave at six, six in the morning so I could get back and do the park, uh, do the Torrens Park run. Um, and we got back in time, which was fantastic and got on there and the, the guy that, that runs it is Ojo Dojo. He's he's hilarious. He should um, he's brilliant. What a great way to start the day. He probably should have his own stand up comedy show. I think. But yeah, I'm super keen to do more, and um, hopefully I, I might convince my wife to come along and bring our kids. The problem is we've got two young kids, so we can't um, kind of leave them home, um, and they're too big for prams. So I can't really run with them in a pram so um yeah unfortunately but yeah i'm definitely locked in for more we're going overseas in july uh, to europe so um hoping to get a few in over there some international events will make a great adventure absolutely yeah yeah super keen vic thank you very much for coming on the podcast this week we appreciate you giving us an insight into run group and how it all works and what it can do for a park runners and park run adventurers out there so thanks very much thanks Mel thanks Scott well there was a lot of cake at Cirame last week where will you find cake this week just on that for those that don't know Cirame did not break the attendance record Apparently it was a stinking hot day.
I can vouch for that. Yeah. It was a ridiculously hot day. I think it was a ridiculously hot day across the country. No, not down here. No, we had a cool one. Very good numbers around Australia, though. We're still in that sweet spot of high That's attendances. That's because Queensland is still hardcore. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was hot, people just, instead of going for a trail run, decided to stay close to home and run in the shade instead. If you were looking for a new event to attend in Queensland this week, you're out of luck because we've got two new parkrun events launching, one in Victoria at the cute little town of Port Ferry, and where's the other one? The other one is at Lithgow in New South Wales, but I want to know more about Port Ferry. Is, uh, would they be likely to have fairy penguins? Is that why it's called Port Ferry? Ooh testing my history of rural coastal Victorian towns. I don't think they've got penguins. I have no idea why they're called Port Ferry, but it is a lovely part of Victoria. Well, somebody needs to get on putting some penguins down there. Yeah, I think it's one of these towns that is also growing. It's part of a sea change movement. Lots of people have moved into Port Ferry over the past few years. So it's great that they've got a park run now. And a great adventure destination. We've got a few anniversaries on the list this week. We also had Pioneer on the list last week, but due to some local council works, that event didn't happen. Their uh, anniversary didn't happen. So they're celebrating it this week instead in WA for their third. Point Cook are also celebrating a third anniversary in Victoria. And just on the quiet... St. Peter's is celebrating their fifth. And I say on the quiet because I do know that Paul Wilcock also always encourages people who perhaps don't like crowds to use it as an opportunity to pop along somewhere else on an anniversary because they tend to have quite big numbers there on their anniversaries. Paul Wilcock, who is our longest serving ED, five years at the helm of St. Peter's, he's also the... One guest who has rejected us on the most number of occasions to come on the podcast. So happy <laughs> anniversary, Paul. Um, did you hear my subtle reference to get us a sponsor last week? I dropped um, the Zupa Duper name. Ah. And I was hoping the Zupa Duper people would get in touch with us and come at us with a big sponsorship offer, but they didn't. So this week I'm drinking H2 Cocoa Coconut Water. Oh, <laughs> I've discovered coconut water this summer. It's great. You're on the coconut water bandwagon. I'll see how long I last. Um, I'll (laughs) I'll last a lot longer if um, somebody wants to sponsor us. I'll drink it all year if I have to. But it's actually really good. Have Have you ever jumped on the coconut water bandwagon? I was literally offered some for the first time on the weekend and I politely declined. Um, yeah, it's. I'm not a huge coconut fan. I like my coconut on lamingtons, and that's about it. Even pina coladas are a little bit too coconutty for me, so I end up having to go for the daiquiris. Do you know they make pineapple flavoured coconut water, which is what I'm having this morning for breakfast? Pineapple flavoured coconut water? Yeah. Well, what, how are they flavouring it though? Is it like a proper. Is 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 it actual natural pineapple in there or is it just some kind of flavouring which is, you know, not unprocessed and natural? <laughs> it's all natural. Coconut water is all natural and pineapple is 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I eat a lot of pineapple chocolate, but that doesn't mean it's natural. Hmm. Well, maybe combine the two now. Pineapple coconut water, pineapple <laughs> chocolate. That's a well-balanced diet right there. It's time to go, Mel. You literally have to go to do your paid job. We have to go so people can continue on with their lives because I know that everyone stops doing what they're doing to listen to this podcast. This is very true. Yep. So carry on with your lives, everyone. We will be back next week. Try and have an adventure in the meantime. <laughs>